sir, yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. This is episode 22. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? Man, a lot has happened since we last recorded. <laughs> it sure uh, did. <laughs> Golden State. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> um, I, well, I had to start with it. You got on the, the curry shorts and uh, had on the Golden State hat earlier. Uh, <laughs> I believe I predicted Warriors in six. You predicted war- you Negro Domus. <laughs> you predicted the Warriors winning. That's insane. You picked the... You damn near picked the perfect bracket when you think about it, like throughout the whole NBA when we was just yeah. I, the yeah. only my big miss was was I had Miami over Boston, yeah. um, in the East, but uh, Golden State winning, icing on the cake for me. Um, I'm taking Rodney to Vegas, y'all. We got <laughs> we, we had the NBA draft, which we'll get into more. Uh, during our bonus episode for the week, since you have the NHL, well, it could be ending tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, WNBA. Um, it uh, looks like it, yeah, I sent you that. I sent you. That. <laughs> looks like it's gonna possibly come down to I think it's a three-team race at this point, uh, with the Las Vegas Aces, the Chicago Sky. And the Connecticut Sun, um, I think those are the three cut favorites. Uh, Candace Parker told me to tell you, uh, tell the Vegas uh, Aces that the sky is falling. It's okay. They blew a 28-point <laughs> lead, but it's okay. Every yeah. dog has his day. Rope-a-dope. You know, it's uh, rope-a-dope. We have some great albums come out um not so much uh, which made me think we do a little this episode a little bit different to do some album reviews give our takes on you had drake dropped the album oh yeah uh, quite unexpectedly beyonce drops a new single lupe fiasco dropped out dropped his what he called his elmatic <laughs> uh, Logic came out of retirement for like the fifth time um, and dropped the How do you gonna say that? <laughs> vinyl, vinyl tapes. Uh, <laughs> Chris Brown dropped today, actually. Uh, yeah. Quite a few nice. albums dropped today. Snoop Dogg. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to that album, too. I, I think I listened to that twice. I really like that. And I like the little single, too, that uh, with Snoop Dogg and Eminem on there. The D to the LBC. Yeah. Uh, the game, unfortunately, pushed this album back to July the 1st. Um, although he did release a new single, Violence. Um, out of the singles that's been released, I probably like this one the most. Yeah, him and Hitboy went in on this one. Um, Joey Badass, unfortunately, pushed his album back um, due to clearances issues. Uh, was made me sad because that's one of my um, highly anticipated albums for uh, this year. So hopefully he gets the clearances issue settled and, and we can hear this this brother's work. That's right. Oh, and don't forget, uh, we didn't mention uh, Mano and uh, Jim Jones, even though that came out of, uh, a couple weeks ago. Still yeah, fighting. I, so... Like we were talking earlier, I started listening to I like the the three or four songs I heard, but I uh, migrated to the 
Ben Staples album during that time, and I forgot to pick it back up. So um, definitely we'll listen to it this week. Um, I guess we can start off with Christian Brown since he, he was the release today, the, the newest. Yeah. Um, and I think we both agree. Um, I'm not a big Christian Brown friend, so let me preference that. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know uh, <laughs> I am not a Christian Brown fan. However, uh, here we go. I like this album. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Come on in. Um, the features, and there's a lot of damn features. Um, this reminds me of. Uh, it reminds me of one of the, the the games album, like the game yeah. three or four. <laughs> it reminds me of a chronic album. Yeah, though. Where <laughs> every song, it kind of feel like a compilation album featuring Chris Brown, right? Uh, but it works. Yeah. Which you got some jams on yeah. there, man. Some jams. Um, just um, even the the opening track. I mean, he got everybody on. I think my mom is on one of the feature songs on here. Like everybody is on this album in the whole industry. I yeah, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Blue Ivy herself was <laughs> yeah. on this. He got he got Lil Wayne, her, mm-hmm. uh Young Blue, uh Tim's, uh I mean, God. LMA. LMA. Yeah, he got everybody on this album. Like, Tory Lanes. This is just some of the people off the top of my head that I was just naming. Uh, Dirk is on here. <laughs> just. Little Baby. Little yeah, Wayne. <laughs> Dude, he got every, every song Liz has kid. a feature. But he, he going crazy. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> he got everybody. Speaking of uh, Bryson. Him and Diddy um, released a song earlier oh, this yeah, week. They sure did. I actually like it. Oh, it works. That's different. Yeah, I. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that that that'll be a. Dope I didn't one. know what. First of all, the whole Diddy changing his name to love his middle name to love this whole R and B Diddy, I guess. Yeah, brother Love. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but this if this is the first single from his. Upcoming album, um, I guess I I guess I'll have to say I'm looking forward to it. See, that's what I was about to say, Rodney. I didn't know I needed this. I didn't know I needed a Bryson Tiller Diddy like song, but now I'm like, damn, do they got another one? Like, yeah, I it, it, it really really works. Yeah. Um, which, so I don't know if you I sent you the the Vince Staples. Uh, Joe Budden's interview. Oh yeah, where they were talking about the, the with the Drake album, which we can talk about because I fucking hate it. it. But at the same time, what did Vince Staples say about uh, Big Fish? And you hate that album? No, I don't. So i <laughs> let me preference this: Big Fish, I don't hate. It was my least favorite of the Vince uh, Staples albums. But that's his best body of work, in so, my opinion. So I went back and and listened to to Big Fish. I do like it. <laughs> See, there, there I went back we and listened. Come on in. It's, Come on in. I still think um, Summer '06. Um, this Vince, the new Vince Staple, uh, Ramona Park broke my heart. Um, I have those still ahead of uh, wow. Big Fish. No, those are both two great albums you just named. But for some reason, maybe it's just those rhythmic sounds. You know, I, I'm R&B Tommy now. I'm R&B Tommy, Rodney. So 
You know, of course, you know the how the I get Big them. Fish album um, works better to me than this Drake album. Oh, come on, man! You know what it is? Drake is just living in two thousand thirty-two, and we we got to catch up because this album is dope. It's dope. I don't. I mean, it's not a hip hop album though. I I know it's not meant to be a hip hop, so I do like house music. Uh, I was actually introduced to house music by uh, my old barber. Mm-hmm. He was big in the house music um, scene here in Detroit. Uh, we like the home of house music. Yeah, so here's my issue with the Drake album. Okay. First, let me let me give him <laughs> a a plus. I do feel like this is the first Drake album that kind of flows i i i get the <laughs> yeah. i get the track layout i'll okay. give him that that that's my plus he listened to you on that one. my minus and it's a big minus and why i don't like the album i don't necessarily feel like his vocals on a lot of the song flow with the house music uh instrumentals now if he gives me this album just in instrumentals without him singing it, it <laughs> Are you guys listening to this? Basically, he just said he don't want Drake to say shit on that. <laughs> no, okay, look. What I got from the album, because like a bunch of people, as soon as the album came out, they're like, what the hell is this? I mean, everybody was in the I uproar. Mean, I get what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm already with it. So, I'm, I'm so. I follow a couple of people that's big in the house music scene here in Detroit. Um, one of my friends I went to high school with is real big in the house scene in Philly. Mm-hmm. They all fucking hate it. <laughs> um, they felt in so many words that it was it was disrespectful to um, house music. I don't know. I, I'm not getting that because... But, so. It almost gives me old man <laughs> get off my lawn type of vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what it's doing. <laughs> cause like, okay, we done heard. I I just personally hate it just because I just I don't feel like the vocals always match. You should see um, Rodney's face. Like his hate for Drake and Chris Brown. I'm surprised you gave Chris Brown props. His hate is so big for Drake. I mean, I, the the Chris Brown album, I truly. Even though it feels like a compilation album featuring Chris Brown, yeah. it works. He was even Jamaican on this album. Too. I, Did you hear that? Yeah, like, I <laughs> I can I can set aside my my differences, my disdain <laughs> uh, for Chris Brown to say this is a a I'll I'll even say it's a great body of work. It, it really is. It really is. I was gonna say it's good, but it's actually a great body of work. The Drake, here's here's my concession. I'm willing to go back and give it another spin. Please do. Please do. I mean, all right, so with Drake, if all our listeners listen, and, and you know this, Rodney knows this too, Drake is everything. You got to come into a Drake album with an open mind. He's Jamaican I, one minute, so, he's Asian, he's Australian. He's, so I, I try. I mean... <laughs> I mean, could normally talking with every accent. So normally, when a Drake album comes out, uh-huh. I'll wait a couple <laughs> of days before I actually dive into it. But no, like I saw the surprise Drake album. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, 
I came in with high hopes, and by the fourth song, I was just like, hmm, I get what he's going for, but it, it really it just wasn't working for me. No, I, and you know, it's an acquired taste, but but here, so here's it's here's my my I don't know <laughs> my paradox, my quadrum. Oh man. So you had Drake release a, a house album, uh-huh. basically. Then you had the Queen B Beyonce herself drop her first single, um, Break My Soul, which has um house another music. house. Uh-huh. And I freaking love it. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, Drake and Beyonce both living in a whole different galaxy. They come out with these awesome house or house album, house song. And how do you not like Drake's, well, if, but well, you like Beyonce's? Well, if they, on, if they in two different galaxies, <laughs> put me on Beyonce planet because I feel like hers just, I, I, it gets me Donna Summers, Beyonce, like an updated Donna Summers, 1980, good old house. Like, I freaking... Love this song. Like, sign me up for to be a member of the Beehive at this point. All right, okay. All right. Now look here. Look here. I like the Beyonce song. It, it's it's pretty dope. See, I'm with that whole wave, but you can tell that he's a huge fan of Beyonce. I'm a fan of Beyonce too. I'm not a huge fan, <laughs> but I'm a fan of Beyonce. I respect. Her I mean, body of work. I, I was a fan of Beyonce, but this this is moving me closer to being a proud carrying card member of the beehive right right and at least we didn't uh i didn't bring up kevin gates too because i was uh <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i didn't bring up kevin gates because i started to mention Ke- it kevin like, gates <laughs> has had the ultimate hot take for like what two three weeks now <laughs> two, three weeks. Dude, i didn't bring up like because I- whatever he's on <laughs> Dude, like, all right. Look, I love Beyonce. Just like I, I'm quite sure Rodney would agree with me. Like, I'm not gonna drink Beyonce <laughs> piss. I'm not drinking her piss, bro. No. And like, I had to sit up here. I was actually battling other people like online <laughs> on my uh, on my burner page. Everybody got a burner page these days. Shout out to Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm arguing with people because people in there actually agreeing. Like, well, he is right. We do be saying that. And I'm like, I don't never say that. I don't think me and my friends ever have a conversation like, I eat her motherfucking uh, farts. And like, I just wanted to piss on. Who says that <laughs> shit? What like, barbershop is he in? Pee. <laughs> yeah, he talking about, we were talking about that in a barbershop. What barbershop are you in, bro? Like, oh, man. I'm at the barbershop every week, and that ain't never been a topic of discussion. Man, like what? But so the my feelings about the Drake album aside, and Beyonce, me loving the Beyonce single. Uh huh. Joe Buttons and, and Ben Staple had a very interesting conversation. Is this the death, basically, of hip hop? Is is this what? Hip hop is evolving into. Uh, you, now, see, now, and also, you know who has a, a crazy take on this too? Did you listen to Irv Gotti? His rant. No. So this guy goes on a rant. He's he's just basically going at Drake. He's like, uh, Drake ain't shit. Drake needs to apologize to hip hop, and 
He's talking about he's there. He's basically saying it's the death of hip hop, similar well, to what Joe Button was saying. And I'm well, like, how? Well, how do they get that take so out of this album? My, my response to that is kind of like you said, Beyonce and Drake are in different galaxies. They're at a point in their career where they can try things. I feel like they, oh, yeah. they've earned um, this space that they're in. If it doesn't work, they can say, hell, I tried it. I'm still going to have these as a fan. Um, I feel like this this is their way of pushing the music forward. Do I think it's the death of hip-hop? No. Do I feel like this could be the birth of like a sub-genre of hip-hop? I believe that house was always there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, what are they what are they saying? What are they saying it's the death of and what are they saying that these be- both because, these artists created? Uh, because it's always been around. Like you said, being from Detroit, house has always been hell since I was ten, yeah, maybe even younger. Hearing house music, hell, I have a mixed cloud accounting like during a test or something, or when my students are working independently, I'm playing house music usually. Right. And it like sometimes you get a a little Wayne song over a house beat. Some some DJ has, you know, fused a few songs together and exactly. it works. Yeah. And like from our culture, like we have a dance here in Detroit called jitting and usually jitting jit music is basically like House, house, house music. music. Yeah. Sometimes house music sped up, but Yeah, that's it. So like I just really don't understand, like, are they saying this is the death of hip hop? And I think that's like way far so, because Drake hasn't been really clearly hip hop in a long time. Like Yeah, I would I've Drake dabbles in hip hop, basically. Yeah, I have, Drake is in his own lane. Yeah, he's like he's pop. He's rock sometimes. He's he's Jamaican. Like, R&B. I got, he's R and B. Like I don't know. He's he's Chinese. He's Australian. Drake is every damn thing. Caribbean. Like whatever you want. I, blues. The disco vibe. Yeah, disco. Um, like he's just everything. Like you don't know what you're gonna listen to. And uh, the the thing that I I guess that I, I need Joe Buttons and Irv to to realize. As artists get older, mm-hmm. their sound evolves. Exactly. And I, I feel like this is a, a evolution uh, of Drake as he's gotten older. Um, it's also, even though I fucking hate the album, I feel like it, it's Drake being his authentic self. Mm. Not unafraid, because it would be very easy... And very vanilla for him to go do a hip-hop album and put that out. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I respect about Drake, even from when he first started. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, Drake really didn't rap too much about about gangster issues when he first came out. He would always tell what was going on in his love life. He was like basically an emo rapper, basically. And people were like, oh, man, if you get in a relationship with Drake, he's going to talk about it. Like, he's going to come out with a song about it. Like, that's how he, he worked out of enthusiasm. But that was just Drake. He's like that's that's where people can relate to him because he's like a real rapper. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna listen to the Drake album again. Yeah, uh, give it one more try, but with a clear mind. I try. I, I honestly think um, I tried to have a clear mind and just wasn't. 
I don't know. It is really weird that I can't stand the the Drake album, but I I freaking like I've listened to this Beyonce single probably three times a day <laughs> since it's been out. No, it's a good single from Beyonce, and um, music is all about evolving. And you made a great point because Joe Budden actually had Mano and uh, Jim Jones on there, and they were talking. To, Jim Jones brought up the subject, and I'm gonna ask you this too before I even dive into what they were both talking about on uh, on the Joe Budden podcast. But Jim Jones said that in the verses against Lloyd Banks, he would clean him up easy. What do you think? My quick answer is no. I think it would be a lot closer. <laughs> no, no I, I, you know what? I actually agree I, with you. I agree with you. It's going to be a lot closer. He's going to have a fight on his hands. Yeah, because even... Because I, I heard the Jim Jones comments about G-Unit and blah, blah, blah. G-Unit has some hits. Yeah. Lloyd Bank has some hit features, too, that he could bring out there. I think it would be a lot closer than, than Jim Jones is putting out there. Yeah. And one thing that Jim Jones did say, and he brought up the same thing that we just was talking about. Jim Jones was saying the reason why he would clean Lloyd Banks up is because he's still around and he's still influential in hip hop and he's evolved as an artist. I mean, I love I love Jim Jones. I think he's an awesome artist. I think this new album is dope. I just don't think he has enough for Lloyd Banks. I think Lloyd Banks like uh he has two legendary albums on his hands. Both of them are Hunger for More One and Two. I think both of those albums are like those are up there like in status. Those are two great albums. So I don't know. Maybe here. Yeah, um, can we talk about the Logic album? Um, I, now I didn't dabble into Logic album. I will let you go ahead and take the. Uh, so I have a love hate relationship with Logic. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> I discovered Logic uh, back before he became famous. Uh, I was living in Baltimore. Logic is from Maryland, um, not too far from um, Baltimore. So I discovered him probably 08 in the underground Baltimore rap scene. Very, very, I liked his underground work. Fast forward to him coming out, the Under Pressure album was great. The um, His concept albums have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially the uh, Bobby Tarantino uh, series. Classics. His last, uh, what was it, No Pressure, his retirement album, apparently. (sighs) Yeah. It was just okay. I didn't like it. The Supermarket album that went with the book he wrote was terrible. Awful. The (laughs) The last Sinatra album he did, awful. Yeah, that was terrible, too. The last, uh, Bobby Tarantino, the third one was just okay. The first two are fucking classics. Yeah, those um, are, that's what made them. The Bobby Tarantino one will always go down in history because if you go back and read the ESPN article uh, when they announced how KD decided to sign with Golden State, he was listening to Slave 2 off of the Bobby Tarantino album when he uh, was riding his bike through the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fast forward to 
me thinking after the No Pressure album, uh, that would be the last that we heard of the hip hop um, logic that he would go off on Twitch and just play video games for a living. <laughs> okay, so logic, like many rappers, the game, Jay Z, just to name a couple, announces he's coming out of retirement this time. Uh, he's more tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> He's the he's went through a divorce and got remarried and now he has a son. Say all that to say that this is definitely uh, an album where you can see that logic has evolved. Uh, you can tell he's more of a family man. Mm-hmm. I did not have high hopes for this album, particularly when I found out it was thirty damn tracks. Because to me, usually less is more. Yeah, I, I, okay, so I didn't get a chance to listen to it. You told me it was 30 tracks. Between his 30 tracks and then Chris Brown having so many tracks. 24, too. Chris Brown yeah. album is 24. Chris Brown had a lot of tracks on there, too. And um, then also I listened to a couple other albums, too. So I didn't get a chance to. So I'm not able to give you my hot take on this album yet. So Vinyl Days comes out, mm-hmm. and it took me three days to get through the whole album. <laughs> that's a, that's a long time when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, main part of it was because there were certain songs I did to go back and replay. Um, he does have quite a few features: um, Axon Bronson, Currency, Russ, Wiz Khalifa, Doc D. Damn, that sounds dope. That sounds like some dope features right there. Royce Five Nine, RZA. Yo, uh, I want them people on my album. AZ. What? The game. Yo, get out of here. That's all on that. Them all his features. Yeah. DJ Premier is on it. DJ Premier what? Um several of the songs on the album. That shit sound like a hit already. So, like Morgan Freeman is on the intro. Yo, uh, Michael a- Rappenport is on a on a um, interlude. Fuck, Aaron Judge is on a damn <laughs> interlude. Okay, now, now this is a real album, people. He not fucking playing with y'all. He not pulling your chain. This is a so, real album. <laughs> like those features are crazy. I will say this: this is probably my favorite Logic project. Oh wow, I gotta listen to that. Um, that got of, me hyped. All of the features work. Mm. Um, the production, especially the DJ Premier production, is fucking amazing. Damn. Uh, some of my, I'll give you some of my favorite songs on here. Uh, Bleed It, Black White Boy, which, if you know Logic, he's been struggling with uh, being part black, part white. Yeah, he talks about that on every yeah. album. Yeah. But the the black white boy works. Um, 10 is the Aaron and Jeff interlude. It works. Therapy music works. Breathe Control with Wiz Khalifa. It's fucking amazing. 10 years with Royce. Shout out to Royce. Killed it. So 30 tracks. 
I thought at least 20 of them would probably be trash. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. Damn. It's like that? Yeah, I, I yeah. enjoyed the album. Yo, okay. I got to dive into that album then. Wow. It it works. I wow. haven't enjoyed a Logic album this much since uh, Bobby Tarantino won. Wow, you got me sitting here, here living my life in regret. I wind up listening to, um, no offense, I listened to... Um, God damn it! It was one of the artists from uh from Flint. I I should know who the hell it is. Um, damn it! I'm having a brain fart right now. But um, he just came out with an album and it was it wasn't great. It was like I could have just listened to that album instead. So it was trash. Oh, and I had good. I had a good time. I actually went on vacation too. Oh yeah, you were in Myrtle Beach, my my yeah. wife and <laughs> oh yeah, so so let me tell you, me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you how crazy this is, right? So, you know, I'm I'm naive. I don't listen to anything nobody tells me, but <laughs> so I'm at the airport and I hear somebody shout out my name, and it's uh, it's my brother here. It's his mother-in-law. She's like hollering my name. She's like, Tommy, what you doing here? Like, what you doing at the airport? <laughs> So yeah, she was like, um, and then all of a sudden, wait, that's that's the tip of the iceberg. The whole family was there, and I was like, well, I'm like, where where Rodney at? <laughs> and they like, oh no, nah, he ain't coming. He like he he down he down for the count. He ain't coming. So I was like, all right, that's cool. But um, I didn't wind up seeing your family at all. Like I think they left on Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't come back until like Monday. But um, man, I had a damn good time, man. Like uh. I didn't utilize uh, my music time properly, but I did listen to like some uh, old school Tupac and Biggie a lot. So, okay. Um, yeah, I've been listening to um, the Rough Riders one and Rough Riders two um, albums. Oh yeah, legendary um, albums. Yeah. Swiss Beats went in on those, man. You got to get Swiss. You still think Swiss put out some bullshit? No, the, I, so <laughs> I so. I enjoy um, Swiss Beats. I do. Uh-huh. I just do feel like a lot of time, <laughs> like, and it's not just him. Like, even with Dre, sometimes you can tell it's a Dre beat. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Kanye done did that shit to me a yeah, couple times, Kanye, too. You can, t- you can pretty much, like, even with DJ Premier, like, I'm listening to the Elijah album. I'm like, oh, this is a DJ Premier beat, like, without yeah. even... <laughs> Like, I'm cutting the grass. Like, let me look at the credit because I'm pretty sure this is a DJ Premier beat. And even Pharrell, too, low key. Yeah. Yeah, Pharrell, he'll hit you with some beats. And you be like, damn, this got to be Pharrell. And then, lo and behold, it's him. Scott Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, So, it's not, it's not really a knock on Swiss beats. It's just no Swiss beats with <laughs> what I hear. He was in his bag, though, with those albums. Yeah, man. he was. Yeah. Um, World War Three is still one of my all-time favorite. Uh, that, and Even down the, bottom, man. Yeah, the the way it come on, tugboats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what? The, yeah. And then like he did produce the uh, jig. Uh, what's yeah. my motherfucking? Name? Yeah. Oh man. Which which he worked. Was in his bag. Yeah, he was in his bag at that time. Swiss was going nuts. I will say there are certain artists and producers that just have have chemistry like Swiss Beats DMX but Swiss Beats and Jay-Z have really good chemistry too um 
Nas and Hit Boy, of course. Oh yeah. Um, Nas has seemed to hit another gear in his life with with the Hit Boy production. Man, for real, he out here winning Grammys and everything, man. Um, so, DJ Premier and Nas, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biggie and uh, God, what's I'm having a brain fart. What was uh, the 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 group of producers on, under Bad Boy? Uh, oh damn it, I forgot their names. I know it was uh, it had Stevie J in there. Yeah, like some of the um, damn it. What was the other dude's name? I forgot their names, but yeah, they was nuts with those beats too. So, before before we get on that, let me Lupe. He's <laughs> gonna. Because I got to get it off my chest. Go ahead, bro. Give it to him. So, Lupe Fiasco. For those that don't know, I am a huge Lupe fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would usually have Lupe back as one of somebody that probably should be mentioned as in the top 10 of, of hip-hop lyricists. <sighs> Lupe, you, you, you said your new album was going to be your Illmatic. I've listened to the album twice. Uh-huh. I'm disappointed. Uh-oh. He disappointed people. Tell him why you mad. No, tell him why you mad. So, <laughs> it's 10 songs. It's 10 songs, which in my head. You can't miss with 10 songs, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Illmatic works. It's 10 songs. But all 10 songs are... Fucking amazing. <laughs> right, right. <It's laughs> uh, the Pusha T Daytona album. It's yeah. seven songs, but it's seven amazing. Amazing songs, yeah. Song. The Nasir album is seven songs, and it's terrible because only like three of them yeah. are amazing. But what about this Lupe one, though? Lupe. So it started, it started off great. The Lions Den, I'll give it to him. The the open, every Lupe album, the opening, a montage, poem, what have you, it's always amazing. Mm-hmm. Autobot, which is the second song, I like. It works up, up until probably song five. Miss Mural, which I guess was supposed to be a play from... Um, his earlier album, Murals, which was amazing, mm-hmm. doesn't work. Everything after that, I don't know what the hell you were doing, Lupe. Mm. Now, I'm going to listen to it a third time because I'm just that. I want to like this album. Mm-hmm. But when you say it's your Illmatic, it's not even your third best album so far. Mm, that's tough. It's probably not, though. Because his. Uh, the Cool was better. Yeah. Food and Liquor 2, definitely better. Was dope. Hell, Murals is dope as hell. I mean, even the... Uh, what was the last what one? Was, yeah, Waves I was going to say. or whatever. Yeah, Fucking, that was, that yeah, was even I, decent. I, I love yeah. that album. Yeah, that was even decent. This just does not work. Damn, that's tough. I didn't expect that. I would actually probably listen to the Chris Brown album over it. I'll probably actually go back and listen to the Drake album again before I even give the the Lupe album another spin. 
That's fucked up. Like, I had to think about it. That's really bad. Because so, we, we both like Lupe. I know you're a bigger fan than I am, but, man, that's that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so when you talk about high hopes. Damn. Yeah, you you ripped my heart out with this one. Whew. You know what ripped my heart out? So you just told us why you was mad. I'm going to tell you why I was angry. Last night, I decided to indulge in watching a versus battle. Between Omarion so, and Mario. <laughs> real quick, I did not watch it. Um, I, I was too deep down the rabbit hole, flipping back and forth between ESPN and and um, ABC on the draft. Uh-huh. I occasionally pulled up the verses. Uh-huh. <laughs> the feedback on social media, though, is freaking hilarious. I don't know what Ray J did. To, uh, what apparently Ray J can't see. No, he can't. We know that already. The whole. I don't know what he was doing when he was holding a child, and it looked like he was trying to dance. <laughs> I'm confused about. <laughs> it was like a battle inside of a battle. You had Sammy. You had Ray J. You had like other. You had like various artists like battling. Hey, so explain this because apparently D Ray Davis was there. Yeah. <laughs> So you had okay. So the thing was, it was like uh, it was three battles going on. Okay, that night, that particular night, D. Ray Davis was like kind of hosting a little bit. Yeah, but I heard Mario was on his damn head. Dude, Mario was the best part about. Okay, so you probably heard about Mario eating that fucking watermelon, like on stage, yeah. like he's eating the vagina, and <laughs> so that's what, that was like part of it. But I thought Mario, um, Mario voice is still like golden, man. And I thought Sammy did a good job too. I mean, so, Mario was straight. He's a Mario. He's more of a showman. I'm, I'm Ray bi- J cannot sing. Like Ray J is washed. He never could sing in the first place anyway. So I am biased. One wish is terrible. Uh, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but it, the way he sings it is even terrible though. My favorite Mario song is Icebox, probably. Then. Don't really have to sing to do that song. Yeah, you really don't. But he can really sing though. I like him. You know, he's the lead singer of B2K. So some of those songs, I thought he was pretty dope. So I'm a little biased because uh, I lived in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Mario from Baltimore. Yeah, Mario can blow. That that guy right there can sing. He was putting it. In, he was doing his thing. So. This is what somebody posted on social media. A few takeaways from last night for those catching up. Uh, Mario Mario called Amarion and danced a little nigga more than twice. <laughs> he did. He kept telling Amarion he was a terrible singer and told him he needs some milk. <laughs> he said he ain't want to be on that raggedy-ass Millennium Tour anyway. <laughs> A lot of shots was fired last night, Amari okay? and all his prof was embarrassing, and their singer, singing was off-key. Yeah. He called everybody and everything terrible. <laughs> Apparently, there were outfit changes. Yeah, they do. Well, you know, every versus does, like, an outfit change. So, that you know, that's Apparently, how it was. Yeah. Uh, Mario was really on Black Force, Air Force energy. <laughs> He said he was David Ruffin at the restaurant. Was this a comedy show? It felt like it was a comedy show. That's what I was trying to tell you. Like, 
I was more that's why I was mad because it felt like it wasn't really like like they didn't take it too serious. Like it felt like it was some bullshit. But it was entertaining. He told D Ray to shut the fuck up <laughs> and D Ray did. <laughs> it was entertaining. Even the build up. Did you see the build up when um when D yeah, so Bobby went out when Bobby V and all that was out there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even the build up to it was pretty dope. So I kinda like I, I mean, I guess it was okay to watch. If you want to watch the replay of it, definitely go ahead and yeah, have I'm, at it. I'm, but I'm, it wasn't like a, wait a minute. The last take just took me out. This that man summoned the spirit of Killmonger, Dedicus, <laughs> and Gucci because he's st- he's still bullying this man. He said you can't spell Mario without Mario. <laughs> this uh, this is a, a little <laughs> ass villain, dude. Like. Like I said, it was more like you just hit the nail on the head. It was more like a comedy show. But I thought it wasn't like it was entertaining, but I thought it was going to be something like more musical. And I enjoyed the classics. Well, shout out to my people in Baltimore. Shout out to Mario. (laughs) Um. Yeah, he basically carried the show. I thought Bobby V was pretty decent, too. But uh, and Sammy was okay too. Ray J cannot sing, man. Oh, my God. He cannot sing, bro. What was he doing with the the, the dance, though? Bruh. He popped it up on social media. Bruh. Between him doing that stupid shit and the Marion with the watermelon, so, you cannot dodge it, bro. So um, I don't even want watermelon no more, bro. Um, t- Timbo <laughs> and Swift, let me holler at y'all for a minute. <laughs> Can y'all stop scheduling these <laughs> events when there's something else major going on? Because, like I said, I was deep down in the the, the FBA track, but this yeah, you is missed the, some shit too. This like, was the first time. <laughs> yeah. I. Okay, the NBA draft was entertaining, the first round. I didn't watch the second round because I watched the verses. That's what I was telling you so, earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch the replay because... They make you pay for the replay now. Can you believe it? Ridiculous. So you know what that <laughs> means, right? <laughs> you know what that That means somebody somewhere, somehow... Uh-huh. Some black person and took their phone, put it up to the screen, yeah, and now they gonna put it on YouTube and you about to have bootleg versus <laughs> man, bootleg versus for sure. Oh man, other big news that happened um, just not too long ago today: Roe versus Wade. You heard about that? Yeah. So, yeah. it's just my wife was like, you know, you know. Yeah. Every woman I know seems to be sad, but here is my take. Uh huh. Y'all can fucking hate me if you want to. Uh oh. It's about to be a hot one. Y'all should have seen this bullshit coming. Yeah. Should have seen it coming. The moment uh, Trump got elected in 2016, there, I mean, he made no secret, made no quorums about it. The Republicans didn't. And this, this is what irritates me about the Democrats. The Republicans said, we going Trump said, I get elected, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And what did Trump do? He did X, Y, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. The Thanks. Democrats get in there, oh, we want to keep the filibuster. We don't want to break traditions. Mm-hmm. But the Republicans just spent four years whooping y'all asses. Exactly. In hell, Trump got to nominate three conservative um, justices. And mm-hmm. see, 
And that's why people don't like politicians. And I know the Supreme Court just, justices, they're judges, they're not politicians, whatever. Bullshit. Exactly. Because we know if a Republican nominating a justice, you're going to get a conservative justice nominated. If you know a Democrat nominating somebody, they're going to be leaning to the left. Exactly. Now, the the Republican women that are pro-choice or whatever that said, oh, Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh, they're not going to take away our rights. They've already said Roe versus Wade to settle law. Everybody knew they were lying through their damn teeth. Exactamundo. So that's issue number one. Issue number two, I don't know if anybody paid attention to this. Clarence, Uncle Tom Thomas, <laughs> he got an opinion that's buried deep down in his decision mm-hmm. that basically says it is time for the Supreme Court to revisit uh, same-sex marriage, gay rights, basically, and mm-hmm. contraceptive. Right. Which... I'm a little confused about the gay rights. I'm gonna put that to a to a side for a minute. The contraceptive. So you just took away basically the right for an abortion for women in all but 16 states so far. Mm-hmm. Now, in your opinion, Clarence Thomas, you want to talk about removing contraceptive? Ridiculous. So, this means every man in America, like, what? What is no no plan B? No, no plan, birth control. Man, ain't no plan A, B, or C. No condom. <laughs> you just gotta go off strength. I'm, I'm gonna be able to pull out. Yeah, ridiculous. So, if you get rid of contraceptive, let's just say lady becomes pregnant. I don't want to have a kid by this deadbeat, but I can't get an abortion. Mm. Right? But then, so, this lady had this baby by the deadbeat, but now she got to go on welfare. Mm-hmm. And these same people going to be complaining about people taking government handouts. Exactly. Out of your Social Security. So, it is a, it, I, I don't know. Hell, this is a, in the words of Donald Glover, this is America. Exactly. Makes no goddamn sense. And the gun control, too. They're trying to pass, and it's coming to every state. It's coming to every state. You will be soon able to go into any store and purchase a gun without a background check. And it's, it's, this shit's getting really, really so, ridiculous. Let me, you know what I can't stand about the pro-life people? Mm-hmm. They usually are the same people that's pro-death penalty. Right. How do you pro-life, but you support the death penalty? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Killing is killing. Exactly. And it's the same people that want to give a teacher a gun. So. <laughs> wow. I'm a teacher. Your significant other's a teacher. I can think of some teachers... That I don't even want in front of my kid, let alone in front of my kid with a damn gun. Exactly. And what happens if Johnny, 6'4", 300 pounds, he get upset, he know this gun is in his room. Mm-hmm. My ass can't stop Johnny if he's 6'4", 300 Exactly. I mean, 
I know some people would be like, oh, you're being extreme, but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. I teach high school. Most of the guys, the male students I have, and some of the female students are taller and bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And it's only so much one of me can do. Exactly. And you know what? You're a damn good teacher. I'm going to put that out there. But it's a lot of teachers, just like it's a lot of police officers, that they're not from our community, that don't stay in our community and don't understand what we're going through in our community. So if you do happen to have a child that's having a bad day, you leaving the judgment in the teacher's hands. If this child happens to lash out or it happens to come at them a certain way, and if they're scared, they might draw a yeah, weapon on one of these kids. There are certain kids that I like. I had this happen a couple of weeks ago. One of my students, a girl that's usually bubbly, smiling, she came in. I could tell she was down. Mm-hmm. And taking attendance, I could tell she crying. I wouldn't talk to her. She didn't really want to talk about it. Now, I know, okay, when a student's having that moment, you don't have to do no work. I ain't going to say too much to you. Say, hey, if you want to talk, let me know. I'm going to leave it alone. Now, I know some teachers where that's just flat out unacceptable. Oh, you can't have a bad day. You still got to do this work. Right. Say that to say, let's say she get one of them teachers that's, no matter what, you still got to do this work. Now, I'm, now she pissed because I got to do this work. But I know you got this gun in this room. It's a very slippery slope. Right. It, it sure is. And, you know, when you look at certain people in the community, I remember growing up, if you had an issue, you could turn to a teacher because they were, your, you know, they were part of the community and they understood and they, they looked at you like, you know, like you were their child also. Mm. And they looked at you and they wanted to protect you. The same thing with the police officers in the community. Some of the police officers, when I was growing up, were neighbors. And they wanted to protect you. And oh, they want- yeah. We, yeah. We knew, hey, down the street, you got such and such, you got yeah. sergeant, whatever. Exactly. Now you don't even have that at all. And now you have different people coming from different communities, like I just stated. And they don't understand your struggles or what you're going through. And they're just trying to dictate they, certain things to you. They don't even understand the slang. Yeah, they don't understand anything that's going on. So this is what we're running into. And, I mean, with Roe versus Wade, with gun violence and everything, it's coming to a so, head. So I am not a big fan of term limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like here in Michigan that after two terms, like the governor, governor can't run again. But I am in support of something now, especially with this Roe versus Wade decision, especially when it comes to judges and people in political office. Once you reach a certain age, you need to go sit down. Right. I agree. You can't, you shouldn't be 80, 85, making decisions that are going to affect 20 and 30 years old. You don't have a dog in a fight, to be honest. Exactly. You don't. So, I know the Supreme Court is a lifetime nomination, which really sucks because you got people like Amy Coney Barrett that's in their 40s, which means she could possibly be around for another 40 years fucking up some shit. Right. Uh, You got Mitch McConnell over in the U.S. Senate 
Speaking of Mitch McConnell, real quick. <laughs> Tear into his ass, too. <laughs> oh, man. I still feel like all of this is uh, Mitch McConnell and his Republican colleagues. They still piss because we got a black president that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. I agree with that, too. Like, I read President Obama's book. I don't recommend everybody read it because it's very policy heavy in some aspects. Mm -hmm. But what struck me the most is when he talked about having to send Joe Biden to talk to Mitch McConnell and other uh, white male Republicans because they wouldn't talk to a black black president. Yeah, it sounds about right. Sounds about white. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they, and I know, Planned Parenthood is not perfect. I know there's black people on that are very pro-life and feel like abortion and Planned Parenthood is killing the black community. Mm-hmm. However, to pass some, to strike down legislation that basically said, because now in the state of Michigan, a law from 1931 that outlaws abortion goes back on the book. So in the case of, case of just rape and incest, you can't even get an abortion because of that. I've never understood the anti-abortion people that say that are very pro-life because they usually are the same people, like I said earlier, like Mitch McConnell and others that complain about social welfare systems in here in America and how they prop up certain groups of people. Right. It feel like it's a setup to bring down certain groups of people. And um, and usually, you know, we're the ones who suffer. And, you know, when I say we're the ones in certain types of people, I mean poor whites because, you know, you guys fall in. I don't understand how sometimes you guys confuse me too, uh, poor whites, because you guys are in the same boat as us as blacks. And you, you sit up there and you make bad decisions on who you vote for. And they usually benefit Because you're comfortable. More. Yeah, and they benefit from, more from from the social welfare program. Yeah, than, than yeah. no, it, it's so funny. I work with a group of poor whites at a certain uh, area, and uh, these people were so happy to make like eleven dollars or ten dollars, and they, they were so comfortable in their life making just that because they realized like, hey, if life I make, is, and society is set up for them to be in that situation, yeah, they can. If, if I'm, and that's the thing, like having kids, like. We don't qualify for WIC. We make too much. So it's either be rich right, or you're better off being poor because if you're middle class, America don't give a shit about you usually. And that's right. And like I was saying before, too, when you said they usually benefit from certain situations like that, I had, I'm going to give you one situation, one scenario. I had a family member, master's degree. He was trying to get a job. I, I was in place to get him in that you know, in that job, um, I wind up contacting certain people to try to get him in, you know, into that job. They offered this man $15 an hour. A young lady came in later on from fucking Walmart. Never had no experience as a manager or anything. They wound up giving her $20 an hour. Same management position. Of course, my cousin was, was African-American. She was Caucasian. It's still happening today. I just yeah blows just, my fucking I, mind. I just talked to blows my uh, mind. One of my friends that's a general manager at one of the very popular um, 
pharmacy stores here in America, and and he's making like twenty thousand dollars less than his white counterparts that are also store general managers. So, mm-hmm. if you think voting is not important, remember Donald Trump who. Got three of those Supreme Court justices, and all three of them, when they came in front of the Senate confirmation hearing, said Roe versus Wade is settled law. We can't overturn it. We knew they were lying. Mm-hmm. You're right. They sure as hell were. So, I don't know where we go from here because I don't think Joe Biden has a chance of hell, hell in winning in 2024. Oh, no. And you know, that's another thing that we mentioned, too. I love Joe Biden. I think he's a, an awesome uh, president for right now. And, I, of course, when you bring up his history, he's a man that's grow. He has growth. Um, I've grown as a man. Rodney's grown as a man. People grow. So I, I've seen his growth. But right now, Joe Biden, is uh, he's older. And I don't think, like, uh, some of the policies and some of the things he says, he's just, like, all over the place. Um I don't think he. Um, I don't think he should get another term. Yeah, I. If the Republicans trot out Donald Trump and the Demo- Democrats trot out Joe Biden, um, we in trouble, America. Um, yeah, yeah, we definitely in trouble. So <laughs> it's a lot to think about. I don't know. Po- Politics is a rich man game. I mean. In all honesty, at this point, hell, take President Obama. He had to raise a billion dollars both times to to get elected president. So, us us common folks, even just running on a local level, you have to raise tens of thousands of dollars at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you right which, about that? Which just speaks to more and more to to the wealth gap, the income gap, the educational gap. Here in America. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to be real curious to see where we're at in 10 years um, when whites no longer make up the majority. Mm-hmm. I would. Um, I know we got justice. Um, um, Sonia. I can't I hate think of her last name. Um, Latino justice. I would like to see a more well-rounded Supreme Court that's more reflective of America. Oh, um, man, that's I, that's something I dream of, brother. I dream of that. Which I, I think was a goal of, of President Obama and now um, Joe Biden. Um, but I, I wish that the Supreme Court wasn't a lifetime appointment because uh, you have Clarence Thomas, Justice Alito, um, even uh, RGB uh, was way past the prime, uh, rest in p- peace and power. Um, I know she's rolling over in her grave today, um, but I think we, we, we need younger voices. I agree. I agree with that one, brother. Um, so it's a somber day here in America. Um I know the pro-life people were rejoicing. Um, and I've, I've always had the um, view that you can be pro-life 
and be pro-abortion too. And what I mean by that is I, if I have a kid, you know, it's going to be boring, but I don't feel like I should have the ability to say, well, no, you have to have this kid. Uh, right. I feel like it should be an individual or a couple's decision. Exactly. And I, I second that emotion, brother. And I feel like uh, with today's uh, decision, and um, it just it should it should make you want to go out there and make a change too. Especially with all the young people, man. Is we got a strong movement going on. Um, if you're young, go out there and vote, man. It it, it you know it, a lot of people look at it as spit in the ocean, but it's not, man. Go go vote. And I'm I'm interested to see. I know on the bonus episode. Um, we'll be talking about the NBA draft. I know the WNBA has already came out and you know, uh, basically speaking against uh, the Supreme Court decision. But I'm interested to see the other sports leagues. It, w- it would be nice um, to see all of the major sports leagues unite. Uh, yeah, we need some solidarity, please. Uh, so we'll get out of here on this somber note. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at Motown Coney Podcast. And we'll catch y'all on Wednesday where we'll be talking about the NBA draft and why you should be excited if you're a Pistons fan. And if you're a Knicks fan, probably why you're in Stephen A. Smith and Spike Lee boat <laughs> and probably want to go kill yourself. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>